0: Welcome to Next CLT. Next CLT is a business development initiative that focuses on strengthening companies owned by Black, Indigenous people of color in Charlotte. Hey, so today, Next CLT the pleasure of interviewing one of our founders of Next CLT. And Next CLT is a business accelerator that focuses on helping and supporting businesses owned by black indigenous people of color and driving those businesses to scale and grow so that they could be the next multi-millionaires multi-billionaires or enterprise companies in the city of charlotte in mecklenburg county or globally so derek derek davis an entrepreneur a visionary a quiet leader a world traveler, Derek. You just got back from Greece. Uh, you know, a husband, a father, Derek. Welcome to next CLT's podcast.
1: Thank you, Eric, and thank you for that great introduction. I need to take you everywhere I go before I walk into a room.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you know I, how I feel about you, man. You always, a, you know, make yourself accessible. So I thank you for giving us the opportunity to hear from you. And Derek, you are entrepreneur. And tell us a little bit about your company as we get started.
1: Okay, Eric. I am the co-founder and principal of Informatic Concepts. We are a full-service staffing firm headquartered here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it's what we do is we are the liaison between our clients and their business goals and our talent and their career goals. And we put the two together and we build high-performing teams that achieve whatever needs to be done.
0: You are founder of that business, but you also found time to really look at the landscape in the city of Charlotte and really work to help bring Next CLT to the forefront, along with Greg Johnson, who is one of the main founders of the organization as well. As a business owner, what made you have that drive to bring NextCLT to the forefront?
1: It was mainly based out of a lot of conversations Greg and I and I have with a lot of other uh, entrepreneurs from the BIPOC community. And it was just out of a a wanting to build the kind of world we wanted to see. There's so many times where we get together uh, being our business owners and we complain and we all have the same wants and needs and and, and the same willingness to thrive. And with Next Charlotte, it gave us the opportunity to really make the world we want to be in. Instead of just talking
0: about it, that's so cool. Let me take you down this path as CEO of your company. What do you wish everybody understood about your role of CEO of Informatic Concepts?
1: The thing I wish everybody would see is that when you are a leader, it is the personification of deferred gratification. Everyone's wants and needs are put first, but that is what being a leader is about. It's funny. Uh, We were doing a video for the chamber at the time, and we ordered pizzas for the team as they shot the video. And I don't eat any meat, so I wanted cheese pizza. And at the end of the shoot, none of the cheese pizza was left. And I asked my wife, who was was helping me at the time, I said, you got to watch out for the the cheese pizza. And um, soon later, I saw a thing on Instagram that said, leaders eat last. And that is the personification of it. Your happiness is really tied to making the gold at hand work. And a lot of times it just takes you having to work with other people and put your happiness on the back burner for the greater good of the cause.
0: Wow. You know, I talked about emotional intelligence and that really speaks to that emotional intelligence. And so thanks for sharing that story. So Derek, what's the biggest area related to your role you're curious about and why?
1: The biggest area is team building. I'm a big, I'm a huge Miami heat fan, but if you Google Miami heat, they always talk about culture in Miami, the professional basketball team or professional sports team, like any other, but every time you talk about them, they're the only ones that you talk about the culture. So what I'm obsessed with is building a culture. Um, and, and you, with Miami heat, you can't, it's a certain kind of player that would thrive. And I give you an example, Jimmy Butler, um, bit of a journeyman in the NBA, known as a high head, very passionate, um, and didn't do well in other teams. But with Miami Heat, he's thriving. And it's just a certain kind of player that will do well with Miami Heat. Like in offseason, they check on you to make sure you come in, um, training cap at a certain weight, at a certain kind of conditioning. And there's a certain culture that you know you're going to play for Miami Heat, you're a Miami Heat guy. And I, when I build my companies, and I know I, I firmly believe I have a – another business or two in me, I really want to hone in on building a culture and having the type of um, employees and teammates that are made in my image.
0: Okay. So culture. So thanks for sharing that. Hey, by the way, I mean, yesterday was tough for the Heat. Just one game, right? So there's still more to go.
1: It's a a speed bump. It's a speed bump.
0: I still believe in Heat. Right? It's a speed bump. Yes. Next CLT. As a founder. You also serve as a vice chair. I know you talked about having lots of conversations. What's your drive to help develop this organization? What's your drive? Because as some founders, you know, you found an organization and then you move on. What's your drive? Because you function as the vice chair on the board of directors. What's your drive?
1: My drive is to create millionaires. There was a story done in the Charlotte Business Journal of the top um, Bipoc owned companies, and it was a full um, scale spectrum. It went from the Michael Jordan's company, the Char- you know the Charlotte Hornets, which is a billion dollar, uh, multi million dollar billion dollar enterprise, to a landscaping company that's doing like ten thousand dollars a year or a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's that is unacceptable. Um, I just want to be a position to build multi millionaires. And to give a context is when we started next Charlotte. We wanted to make the cutoff for the income, the revenue, at a million, and we couldn't find any entrepreneurs in that space. Then we took down to five hundred thousand. We still had a hard time, so we had to take it to two fifty. So I guess what I would say is that if we do if we're doing this the right way, we should be able to have people come in the next Charlotte program, and they're all at a million dollars in revenue, and build it from that. Because I want to really build sustainable growth that could build a legacy and that could help everybody out. And the tide raises all the ships.
0: Hey, you know, legacy, when you think of legacy, you think of the next generation. I know you have a newborn and you think about legacy and legacy means creating opportunities for family members and your next succession planning to kind of like drive and grow the business. So 20 years from now, your business is still around. Or, like you said, you have two more in you, and so you may be passing that on to your daughter as you go forward. Let me ask this question. What's one initiative on your whiteboard that wasn't there 30 days ago?
1: One initiative that's on my whiteboard now that wasn't there 30 days ago was succession planning, meaning um, exit strategy, building informatic concepts up with the end in mind of either selling it being acquired or acquiring another company because within business you can only go so far from organic growth so you in order to really make a really play at it and really grow and get that growth that you're looking for you're gonna have to join merge or be acquired so i want to um really put informatic concepts in the frame of mind and then position in all facets of the business to either acquire a company or be acquired so that's what is the succession planning
0: Hmm. So 30 days ago that wasn't there. What did you learn and what do you continue to learn that made you s- stay on top of that and say, "Hey, this is something that I need to focus on?"
1: Well, I'm a big fan of mu- of entertainment and music, um uh, particularly hip hop. And when you look at a lot of the record labels like Death Jam, um Uptown, Death Row, all those companies were independents, but they had they sold to um larger companies. So like even Geffen Records, those were independent companies done by entrepreneurs. And in order to really take it to the next level, you either have to you do it by mergers or acquisitions. There's only so much growth you can have organically. And then as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we're in our silo so much and we're you're thinking about different phases. So you start a company from scratch. So you're 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 going from that zero to a million and then you and you, you go over the trajectory in the ladder. And it has to come a time where you realize that I've taken it as far as I can. I can either stay here or if I really want to take it to the next level, I'm going to have to do it through mergers and acquisitions.
0: Wow. Wow. Hey, if you had a budget 10 times, 10X your current budget, how would you spend it and why?
1: Building a team in my image. I know the, I know my prototype. I know what I want. I would build a, I would build a, a larger team. And I have more resources. I would scale up on my marketing, scale up on my process and procedures. And I would, I would really make a really go at it with that. But I would, but the, the, the linchpin or the foundation operation is I would find, I would build a team
0: in my image. Wow. So now if you say build a team in your image, would you want them to be exactly like you or what does that mean within that space?
1: Not exactly like me, but they need to share the same constitution that I have hard work, open mindedness, strong will, uh, almost unreasonable belief in the the goal at hand, and that we'll do whatever it takes to make it happen. No real, you know, just a a gritty determination, but, but very smoothed out and refined.
0: Okay. Okay. As an entrepreneur, you have challenges, you have failures. What's the biggest failure you had in the last year and why did you think that happened?
1: The biggest failure I had in the last year, um, I did not win an RFP and I know exactly why that didn't happen. I'm like the Susan Lucci of, uh, RFPs. I've never won one. So the first RFP I went went out for, um, and just to give a context, RFP is called request for proposal. And that's when a business has, um, kind of auditions to see if you are fit to be a vendor with them so it's a it's a process where you you're writing answering different questions you're showing your capabilities and you're showing pricing and you letting them know why you will be a good partner to do business with so the very first rps that we went after we wrote ourselves and we were novice and we didn't really have that um corporate snaz if you say in that corporate lingo so we didn't win that one um, the set. And then once we realized we needed that, we went out and we hired somebody to write us an RFP. And that gave us, she came from the staffing area, the staffing space. And that gave us that that snazz we needed. It gave us that corporate lingo. I think the real reason we didn't win is because we didn't have a relationship within a company or somebody that, that can vouch for us within that room. So I, now I know that I need to, the RFP is coming back up in two years. I'm already working on making relationships with people inside the company that can be an advocate for me. And it can also help me learn the business so I can write a strong have a stronger RP written. So when it comes back up, we can win it. It's all it's almost like you have to fail. And like again, I use a lot of sports and entertainment analogy, like the Bulls, when they were coming up, they could not get past the pistons in the Eastern Conference. But every year, Michael Jordan would bulk up in the gym. He would go add new team players to the team. And he knew each failure, he re- went away with knowing what it took to win. And eventually, he got his arsenal together and he won. So I feel like now I know what it takes. And I'm, the next RFP, I will win. And all the other ones I'll win, too, because I know what it takes.
0: Hey, just a side note. I know who Susan Lucci is. But, you know, some people in uh, listening oh, yeah. may not know who Susan Lucci is. Who is Susan Lucci? I'm telling
1: Lucci? my age. <laughs> And I'm telling my age. She is an actress and a soap opera in the soaps, and she would all. She was always um, nominated for some type of award, and never won. And there's always been an analogy when you're always losing to something. Call yourself to Susan Lucci. So,
0: hey, but but here's the thing about Susan Lucci. She has been very successful in her craft and has a lot of adulation from. Her, other people in a craft and the industry. I mean, so the industry kind of like lifts up as somebody who is really skilled, mm-hmm. of, you know, she just hasn't won those things, but she's been very successful.
1: Yeah, but she still wants to win. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nobody wants to lose. <laughs> right, right. Hey, Derek, I'd like to ask you this question. Next CLT, why is it important for entrepreneurs of color in the city of Charlotte, and in Mecklenburg County?
1: It's very important. The thing that Next Charlotte does well is it works in three pillars. One is um, executive education. It helps change your mindset. It gives you the ability to look at your – to work on your business and not in it, which is a cliche, but it, it, do, it really does, and it gives you a, a, a leader's mindset. There's also the social capital that I really, really am a big proponent of, it gives you that gives you access to the captains of the industry and people that are immensely successful so you can see their best practices and also get connections that you normally wouldn't get. And also gives you an infusion of capital, a financial capital that helps implement some of the lessons learned from your uh, med, executive education and from your mentorship. So those are three pillars that, that we know that guarantees success for um for businesses to thrive,
0: in your industry, Derek, when you think about uh, people thriving and moving forward, what is something that you think in your industry people should stop or start doing?
1: I think people. I think in staffing. Staffing is the oldest, the second oldest profession in the book. And it's funny when you talk to other people in staffing, everybody has these things that makes us different and so forth. But when you really think about it in staffing, all of us are often the same people. It's not if you had a a job order, it's not as though I'm sitting here with a closet full of people that can do this particular job. Anybody can find somebody to do it. So that's not the differentiator. The differentiator is the service you give, being easy to work with. Having the emotional intelligence, little things of dealing with different managers you're working with. Some people may be more of a texter. Some people may be more of a phone call away. Some positions um, where I cut and dry and the X's and O's with it. But some people, some positions may require more of a uh, a driver, some and, and a leader, and some may require somebody that's not as upfront and driven, but that that are more of an individual contributor. So it's more of the, your service you give, and again, your emotional intelligence could be to give you the ability to assess out what exactly is needed. And I think in staffing, we tend to um, just throw oh, it. Okay, if I need somebody that can that can um, do data support, and I can that can you know do a data set, yeah, that's it. But it's a much more to it underneath. Is that going to be a good fit culturally within my team or within within the company? Because you we put people in positions. That were definitely qualified, but had a didn't have the right attitude or the right mesh with the company. And we put people we thought were not as qualified in some positions, but really fit good within the company and were able to, to thrive and flourish. So a lot of it is not just on us. It's the, your emotional intelligence.
0: So you're telling us about fit and having a positive mental attitude is also part of that whole piece of the staffing and that's something people should be looking at. Yes. Hey, Derek, I'm going to wrap up with this question for you and it's kind of like a take on, you like to travel and we've talked, you and I have had uh, several conversations around traveling. As an entrepreneur, why is traveling outside of, you know, your state, your country with an open mind, very important for entrepreneurs.
1: It's very important to get away. Whenever I get into a new any any new place, I love when we're driving up to the where we're going, and I'm seeing different streets or different highways. I'm not just seeing 77 or Moorhead, and it's also good to to see what else is out there in the world to become more versed and to be a citizen of the world and it's good to meet different people and you come back more enriched and it gives you a different perspective because a lot of times you tend to think just outside of your window when there's a whole nother world out there and people are living and you need that perspective. And a lot of times too, if you're staying in certain places and you're going to in certain areas, you never know who you're going to meet. I've, um, on our honeymoon, um, I met someone and I, the deal didn't go through, but just in the pool, I met somebody, and I had a, a, a chance to go after some business. But I would have never had that interaction had I stayed in Charlotte.
0: Well, Derek, hey, thank you for your service. Thank you for the energy. Thank you for being a founder of Next CLT. Thank you for taking the time to meet with us today. Hey, is there anything that you'd like to leave us with as we wrap up this getting to your next with Next CLT?
1: Trust the process. If um, you're know, if you're working with Next Charlotte, trust the process, come in with an open mind, come in ready to work and give all of yourself to the process. I know as entrepreneurs, we're always busy and we're holding different hats and, and doing the, 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 the multitasking. But when it comes to your Next Charlotte activities, it's not going to work if you don't. We need all of you and, and it's, it's going to be a good thing for everybody and your success is definitely tied to everyone else's success and once you are successful and you go through the process make sure you tell other entrepreneurs and give to the and give to the the culture of um, the bipoc um, community business community in
0: Charlotte hey Derek thank you for your time today ma'am greatly appreciate you again appreciate your service have a fantastic day and continue. Uh, serving and continue helping us all to increase our emotional intelligence.
1: Thanks a lot, Eric, I appreciate it.